Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Would you imagine for just a moment showing up in heaven kneeling at the nail-pierced feet of Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. And the Lord Jesus says to you, I want to show you something. He proceeds then to lead you into a room, into a particular place where there are so many blessings, so many good things, gifts from God, yet things that you've never seen, things you've never known or experienced, things you never received. And the Lord Jesus says to you, these were answers to prayer that I had ready to give you. They were going to be sent, but you never ask. I don't know about you, the thought of not just what I get, but what I may miss is tremendously motivating to me. I don't want to live my life and miss God's best. Well, God's best is always accessed through prayer. We've been talking this week about keys to the open door. Now, of course, the open door here is the door into the presence of God, into all that God has reserved for us. And we must learn how to pray, how to enter in. I believe prayer is the key. But if I could get you to think about a key ring with seven keys on this key ring, I believe that in Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter number 11, in this story that we've been reading that follows the model prayer, the Lord Jesus gives seven very distinct keys to effective prayer. And so I want to give you the first one today. Let's add one key to our key ring. Here's the first one. Listen to the beginning of the story in verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, Lend me three loaves. Now listen to this word friend that he uses in verse number 5 because I believe it's a beautiful introduction uh, to this illustration. And it's the first key. Can I suggest to you that the first great key to the open door is the key of opportunity. The key of opportunity. I mean by that, you're not bothering God when you come to God in prayer. As a matter of fact, when you don't come to God in prayer, it bothers God. You see, when you come to God, you're not trying to convince Him to do something for you that He doesn't want to do. Instead, prayer, if it's done the right way, is coming to God and saying, God, I know you want the best for me. I know you have something you want to accomplish in this. I just want to find out what you want. It is literally laying hold, someone said, of God's willingness. It is using the opportunity that God has given. Can I challenge you today when you come to prayer to remember that you're coming to a friend? Now, you're not just coming to any friend. You're coming to the greatest friend a man has ever had, the friend of sinners, the friend who wants to hear your voice. Uh, that, that thought really just boggles my mind. The Creator God of the universe, the God who spoke light and there was light and it was very good, wants to hear my voice today? 
He wants to hear from you today. There are certain people that God gives you in life that are just tremendous friends. And that we use that word fairly loosely, especially with social media now. Uh, every connection is a friend. But you and I both know the real friends are in life very precious and rare. I'm talking about the kind of person you could call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Are you thinking of anyone like that right now? They say, you call me anytime. Look, you don't even have to tell me you're coming by. You just come by anytime. Well, I want you to know that is the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That is a picture of the Lord Jesus. That's a picture of our God. And he says, I want you to know you can call me anytime. He doesn't go to sleep, you see. You can come by anytime, the Lord says. Anytime you want to come into my house, anytime you want to come into my presence, the door is open. Just use the key. I'm going to give you a key. You come and go as you please. Uh, now, in Jesus' story, there is not only a comparison uh, using the word friend, there's also a contrast because in Jesus' story, this human friend was displeased. You remember, uh, he got awakened in the middle of the night. Uh, most of us don't like that too well. Uh, but a true friend wouldn't care if there was a real need. But this friend, uh, he, he was displeased. But let me tell you, our divine friend is always pleased to hear from you. He wants to hear from you today. Uh, let me give you a wonderful verse from Romans chapter 8. Now we know Romans 8 famously as being the chapter where Romans 8, 28 is found. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. But read on. Come down to verse number 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Would you meditate on that verse today? Romans chapter 8, verse number 32. The God who loved you so much, he gave his only begotten son for you. Do you really think He's going to hold back the blessing today. Do you really think He's going to ignore your cry? Do you really think He's not looking at you and listening to you? He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. Now get it. How shall He not with Him? You see, God answers our prayer in Jesus' name for Christ's sake. And every good gift comes because of the Lord Jesus Christ. How shall He not with Him... Also, oh, this beautiful word, freely. Freely give us all things. What is it you need from God today? What is the great deep need of your soul? Maybe you don't even know. You know, our heart is so deceitful. Sometimes we think we know and we really don't. Maybe you come to God today, you don't even know how to put it in words. That's all right. God knows exactly what you need. And He will freely give you everything you need this day. Do you remember the verse we just studied a few days ago? Give us this day our daily bread. Well, God already has it. It's in the Father's house. And all you have to do is come to the Father's house. I'm thinking again of that prodigal who finally said, I will arise and go to my Father. And the moment he begins speaking to his Father, the Father interrupts him. I love that. In prayer, you don't do all the talking. God begins to speak. All he had to do is declare his dependence on the Father. And at that moment, he now has access to everything that's in the Father's house. Well, sir, man, there's a lot in your Father's house today. And He's not only your Father, He's your friend. And He welcomes you. Uh, the, the welcome mat is out. Uh, he hasn't left a key under the mat. He's given you a key. 
He's given you your own key. It's called prayer. And if today you'll use the key of prayer, if you'll come and, and take advantage of the opportunity that you've been given, God promises to hear and answer your prayer. What a sad thing. What a tragedy, really, to neglect divine opportunity, to neglect the greatest resource a man could ever be given, and that is a direct line to heaven. If I said to you, you could speak to God at any moment, would you like to? Oh, yes. Well, that's exactly what prayer is. Use the key and watch God open the door. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.